This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. And Logan, there is so much to talk about since the last time we recorded this here podcast. We got a schedule that came out. We had rookie minicamp on Friday. And then, oh, by the way, Dan and Tanya Snyder announced that they are going to indeed sell the team. Now, we, we've kind of known that was going to happen, but... This is the first time we've heard from Dan and Tanya. And it was interesting, Logan, because I was on the air Friday, obviously, when this announcement came out. And it seemed like a large portion of the fan base that was kind of holding out, going, I don't know, there's all these bad reports. And including one, by the way, on Friday from Don Van Nott at ESPN that talked about how Dan was trying to mitigate the Mary Jo White report and was going to possibly hold out over that as long as he possibly could. To go from that, to him saying, like, we look forward to the prompt completion of this process seemed to be the release and kind of the moment for a lot of people who didn't really believe it when the non-exclusive agreement was announced in April. But what I want to ask you first is, did you have any sense this was coming? Like, because that's the weird thing. Everybody was in the building on Friday. Like, yeah. you guys were all there for rookie minicamp. And, and talking to Standig on, on the radio show on Friday, they had no sense that this was coming. You're obviously in the building, you know, working for the team in the media side. Were you as surprised as everybody else? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's like, I think people think like there's like some deep, dark secret in the in the team room. Like you talk to anybody in that room, they have anybody in the building. They have zero idea what's happening. Zero idea. So like I keep going back to what I hear, you know, what we've talked about on this show, what Kimes talked about on his show. It's like there are very few select groups of people who know actually what's going on and everybody else is kind of in a reactive that they react to that information. So Dan and Tanya put that information out and everyone says, oh, well, obviously, this is a great indication for the process. And I think I agree with that. I'm excited about this. I think it's the great a great thing for the organization. Um, you know, and I know there was some rumors that it wasn't going to happen. But in my heart of hearts, I was like, it's got to sell. It's like, it, you know, unless they don't someone in the. Um, you know, in the new ownership group doesn't get approved and that's over the next 90 day period. But I think they could probably work around that anyway. I, this is happening. It's happening. Right. It's going to happen. Um, I think this is just kind of something good for fans to kind of quell any, you know, any kind of anxiety about it. Like 
Dan wants 66, what is it? $6 billion. He wants that money. Like it's going to happen. Right. And I think, um, you know, the new ownership group sounds like a very exciting, compelling group. And hopefully we'll have someone on, you know, from the Sixers or something at some point down the road to kind of flesh that out a little bit more. But I personally think, man, like great, great, great step in the process. Um, and I'm reacting to it like everybody else. You know, I don't have any like inside scoop I do on some stuff, but definitely not this. So, yeah, uh, Sixers, Sixers folks a little busy today uh, after they <laughs> lost in game seven over the weekend. Uh, Going to figure out. I wonder if they're going to be covering coach firing, uh, which is also interesting as Josh Harris might have a little bit more on his plate than he was certainly hoping for. He's hoping to be celebrating an NBA finals victory. Instead, sure. Sixers get knocked out in the Eastern Conference semifinals again. Uh, so. To me, there's a couple lingering questions. I want to kind of just run through these real quick, um, and then we can try to make sense of them. Um, The first one is, and and I don't know, I I feel like this is a bigger question than a lot of people, perhaps, um, because in part, like I learned this news, Logan, to to peel back the curtain on, on how I learned it, right? So I read the Don Van Natta story in ESPN. For those that don't know or didn't read it, basically... Van Nata had a bunch of ownership level type of sources, league office people saying that Dan is trying to mitigate or even kill the Mary Jo White report. And he's obviously multiple reports that he's refused to participate. And, you know, he doesn't it's it's a report into his personal misconduct, um, including a sexual assault allegation against him on his plane in 2009. And the woman who has accused him of this has spoken to Mary Jo White. So, like, this is very serious for Dan personally. And, uh, you know, Don had said that like they're, he's trying to, to quash that report at the very least in the same way that the Beth, Beth Wilkinson report was quashed, that the commissioner kind of gets to put out a report and that way, a lot of the details and a lot of the, the information gets quelled and it's just kind of like, yep, it was bad. Here's the penalty as opposed to the actual details. And so that report comes out at noon. I talked with Van Nata at three. We taped an interview, right? My show starts at four. We play the interview at 4.15. At 4.20, the statement drops. So I'm frantically texting our boss, who you know, obviously, Logan CK, being like, should we should we bail out of the interview? Should we just pick up on the back end? Like, And I'm in a very like serious headspace because the, the substance of the ESPN report is fairly serious. And thus... Even though this is obviously huge and and as the British would say, celebratory, um, it you know, it is it is the kind of thing where there's still this massive question about what happens with that report, which is, you know, talking about a lot of the things that kind of spurred us to this moment anyway. So that's that's one lingering thing I have. And I'd say it's lingering very heavy in my head, in part because of the headspace I was in when when the the statement came out from Snyder. The other major lingering question that I have is just the timing. Um, obviously the, the Minneapolis meetings are now a week away. They start on the 22nd as we record this on Monday, the 15th. I'm not great at math, but I do think five plus seven is two, uh, or 15 plus 15 plus seven is 22. So, uh, that's a week away. And is there any chance that this gets done then? It sounds like not, it sounds like it's going to maybe be provisionally approved, but there's going to have to be some details worked out with the financing and, and details worked out. And this is kind of my question too, is like, you know, does the marriage of white report get negotiated into all of this or the indemnity stuff? But at the end of the day, like Dan has given up his leverage here. He can't hold out because whatever he signed to, as long as the league approves it, he can't go back on it because they have a signed agreement now and can move forward. So I'm just, I'm very curious what they signed. 
And I'm very curious if what they signed is approved by the league, because obviously there's certain elements that Dan was very clearly worried about that can't be worked out between Harris and Snyder. They have to be worked out between Snyder and the league. Yeah, I, I don't know. Anytime lots of money is exchanged, I'm pretty confident that'll get worked out with the league, you know, in, yes. in a favorable way. You know, maybe that's just being pessimistic, but I think Dan's going to get everything he wants out of this most likely. Um, you know, with regards to the meeting on the 22nd, I, I don't think anything happens because like I was listening to John Kime on his podcast and apparently there's like a 90 day window and this would be very early in that 90 day window. And I think there's 12 people outside of Josh Harris that need to be vetted if I'm correct in that. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Or Josh Harris might it's be one of the 12. It's been reported as much as 17. So, right. Um, so, so there's six, a lot of... 16 other folks. But yeah, some of them, it's like family. It's 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 definitely an interesting and... In, in, I don't want to say unique ownership group. This, this is a lot more reminiscent of what more ownership groups have looked like recently as the, the price goes up for teams. But yeah, there's a lot of work to do. And so I just don't think it's going to happen in, you know, 15 days or whatever it is. So uh, seven days, whatever it is. So I, I, I think just kind of be patient. I think it's happening. It's, it's going to happen. I think, um, you know, I think one of the things about the Harris group is that he does own teams. So he knows how to go through this process. He knows what's needed to get this done. It's just about kind of, you know, checking all the boxes and making sure everything's good to go. And, you know, I, I think so. Just, so just take, if you're a fan, just take a breath. It'll happen. It just, it might not happen on the 22nd. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the other thing too, is like Harris himself was vetted for the Broncos process. Right. So yeah. he, like the biggest piece here has already been, been vetted. You know, Magic Johnson owns the Dodgers uh, or partially owns the Dodgers. Um, I, I, one of the interesting details that we learned last week is that David Blitzer is also involved. Blitzer is Harris's partner uh, with the Devils and the Sixers. He was previously not reported uh, that he was involved and you know, uh, I don't, I, and I actually don't know that he was, um, I was talking to one person who has been reporting on this. Uh, and he said, I wonder if some of the financing questions, Harris just basically called Blitzer and was like, Hey, we need a little bit more cash. Do you want in? And like for someone like David Blitzer, $250 million is something that he can do. Um, must be nice. Uh, so, you know, he, he calls David Blitzer and, and is able to get him in the group. Um, you know, but he again, owns teams, so I think the, the vetting process is, is going to be some of the, the smaller bidders down the list. The other question I have for you, Logan, is like, how does this then affect the operation, right? You know, we're starting to now get into cam curl extension season, let's say, yeah, right? Some of these, these moves that need to be made, obviously we're past the draft. There's not going to be any staff changes. It's not like Ron Rivera is going to get blown out when he comes in. There's just no way you don't hire a new coaching staff in June or July, but some of these other financial adjacent moves that have been waiting on ownership, how many of them can really afford to wait versus how many of them, you know, is, is Ron Rivera going to want to be able to get on a call with Josh Harris uh, after some kind of preliminary approval, if that's something that happens and be able to have a discussion of whether or not he can proceed or whether he needs to wait. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really good question. And, you know, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what this process looks like. I think, 
Um, you know, I have, I had some questions. I had my own like little conspiracy tinfoil hat thing where it's like, they didn't bring in an offensive court, an offensive run game coordinator from the Kansas city tree. And I was, and I've always kind of wondered if that was something that was potentially related to the ownership thing. And obviously Mm -hmm. now you can't, um, you can't make that higher. It's too late in the process, you know, and I, and and this is not an indictment of Travell. I'm just saying, I think Travell is a really bright dude. I think he's a smart coach. But I think if you're EB, you want more people that are kind of speaking your language and familiar with what you're installing. And the run game slash offensive line coach is there's a reason they call that guy the fourth coordinator on the team, right? Is is because they do have a lot of impact. So I was a little surprised that that didn't happen. I've always kind of wondered in the back of my mind if that was related to something higher up the food chain, you know, like the ownership thing, obviously. Um, uh, but they were able to get a lot of free agents signed. I do think that the the contract extension stuff becomes really interesting and. Um, I don't know if that would be prohibitive. It seems like there would have been enough money in escrow to get that done or at least get the conversation started if they wanted to. But I also think that that's something maybe the owner, the new owner, um, would like to have some say. And I- Deadline-wise, there's nothing to worry about here. And I think that's like an important statement, right? Because sometimes there's like a July deadline, but that's franchise tag. They can negotiate right. an, an extension with Camp Curl in the middle of training camp. Like We see training camp extensions all yeah. the time. Yeah. And a lot of times it's like the first day of training camp. You know, they agents negotiate throughout the summer. They get the training camp in person together with the the player. And then ultimately they uh, they they sign it there and it's like oh the new extension colt mccoy got one like that one year and it's like oh hey new extension for colt mccoy in, in the first day of training camp congrats man um so like things like that happen all the time that's just standard stuff that every you know organization of any kind sports or otherwise has to deal with and there there is some of that and that's why you know the the more prompt this thing can get done the better because then josh harris can be like okay these are your new budgets or we're going to work with you on your new budgets and considering how much work there is to do for this franchise and you know not only because they're them and there's you know been all this stuff that's happened and yada 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 but the just the general preparation for a season like any nfl team getting ready for a season there's a lot to do and and not knowing kind of what your operational budget uh is going to be is is got to be really difficult so the faster they can have those discussions, the better. Um, anything yeah. else adjacent to this that that's on your plate of either questions or comments? No, I mean, like I said, I don't know a lot about what's going on and everything seems to be kind of going as expected. Um, and I do think, you know, I don't, I have no, I would just assume that the sooner Harris gets approved and the sooner that group gets approved, the better it is for the team in terms of extensions. I don't, I have no insider information on that, uh, but that just would be an assumption I would make. If I was... I was a coach and you know, like this is the guy that's writing the checks. I want him in as quick as I can. So I can have those conversations. Totally. Uh, you want normal operating order and normal operating order is the ability to call the owner and get approval on something if you need it or discuss it with him. And, uh, well, that hasn't, that hasn't been the case here in a long time. So, uh, it'd be, be good to, and by a long time, I mean like at least December, uh, when Dan right. kind of checked out. So that's, that'll be good once Harris finally gets in here. Uh, obviously the, the thing that is needed now is, is ultimately the vetting process to be finished by the finance committee, a recommendation to vote to the full NFL ownership of 32, 24 have to vote. Yes. It is very much expected that that will be a, merely a formality. Uh, they do have to figure out the details, but that is what we are waiting for at this point.